<laughs> okay. So what people don't know right now is um, <laughs> I'm looking real crazy. <laughs> I just moved into a new place and the room is larger and it's giving us serious echo. So Sherry, what do you see? I see this grown, beautiful woman who looks like a big kid under a blanket right now. <laughs> I am just trying to um, ghetto chronicle this. Ghetto and cancel out some of this echo. I'm going to just reach out to a friend. But yeah, okay. it's going to be a great show. I'm going to be nice and warm and sweaty. But it's okay because we have a singer, songwriter, recording artist, and artistpreneur. I love that you say that and call yes. yourself that. It is so bossly. We have Sherry Amore here today. I'm yes. so excited. <laughs> I to be here, Tiffany. I'm so excited. Thank you for oh, allowing thank you me for to coming. be a part. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised in Chicagoland. Woo woo for the shot. Sherry is just a phenomenal woman. And what I love about you, Sherry, is that not only are you a talented artist, but the energy that you bring to a room Aww, is electric. And I've been able to experience it many, many times. So I'm just really excited that you're here to grace oh, this show Tiffany, today. Tiffany, <laughs> you're having me blush from ear to ear. You're so kind. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like anyone that knows you knows that I'm not telling any lie about your energy and the things that you bring into a room. Aww. So even how we met. So Sherry and I, we go to church together. Yes. But we didn't really know each other. You know, you, you know. see someone in passing. Um, and I would I was, see your beautiful face up on the stage singing for Jesus. And I'm like, her voice is just beautiful. Playing that guitar. And I'm and sitting here wondering Jesus. why you're not on the team. We it's not, always those this, people this that is like not for this conversation. Why are you trying to put me out there like that, y'all? <laughs> it's always <laughs> those, those people that are just—they just are so good, and they don't join teams. Every church, uh, not every church. Some churches are strug struggling, you know, on that end. <laughs> but there's a reason why, though. There's a reason okay. why. I promise. It's a reason. Because she's not... booked and busy, people. That's no, why. that's not even it. But I will booked say, when I was, when I first started attending our church, I was knee, knee deep in the recording process of um, my album. And so I was like, I cannot add anything else to the plate. And so I was like, what I do have time for is working with the teenagers. So that's where I, you know. Yes. And she loved the kids. I love the kids. Love they're, my the kids. they're my people. Yes. They're my favorite. So even people. though, Sherry, you and I don't really know each other from church, it was the kind of sounding board. So Sherry, um, I started this millennial creatives group for uh millennial creatives. <laughs> yes, yes. And we would meet every week in my house, my apartment. Every Monday. And every Monday, a group of us, men and women, and, and we, and we're still alive. Quarantine yes. life has changed things right now. Dramatically. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I remember, okay, earlier this year, we were starting a new term and we were sharing our 2020 goals or endeavors. Mm -hmm. So I was sharing with the group 
my 2020 endeavors and I mentioned that I was going to start a podcast for singles. Yes. And I feel like that kind of got you like talking about single life. I feel comfortable. Yes. I feel like once people talk, oh, my blanket just fell. (laughs) Girl, leave that blanket off. Let me take my slip off. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Tiffany. You had me nervous over there. I was like, please don't let her fall out of heat exhaustion over there. (laughs) It is summertime. (laughs) Summertime shot. Okay, so we were talking about relationships. So then I decided to tell the group that I had a crush on this dude. Yes, honey. Yes, I do. We're not going to talk about who this person was, but it was a... Okay, because I'm going to follow your lead on this. Cause I'm not gonna tell all your business. I'm gonna follow. Please don't. Okay, I, I won't. I won't do that. I'm not that friend. I don't do that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and I feel like once we start talking about that, it kind of made you start sharing about like your experiences, and Girl. then you know she was holding back. She wouldn't tell us what, but then all of a sudden one day you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I felt comfortable. I felt comfortable. I was like, you know what? These are good people. I could tell them a little bit about my crazy life. And they won't judge me, I don't think. (laughs) Yes. Yes, but I do remember that. I do remember us having that heart-to-heart. And yes, I do remember this. So yes, Tiffany. That was the beginning of it all. It was. Yes. (laughs) Getting to just share about your single life. And Sherry, I feel like once singles get talking or feel like they're in a safe space, there are a lot of us mm-hmm. that just get to talking because you don't have that often. Nope. Or you feel a little way or, or I don't know, you feel this thing about, like a stigma? at least for me, mm-hmm. this weird thing about talking about being single or maybe you're in a place where you desire to date or be mm-hmm. in a relationship or date people but you don't know how you're going to be perceived. Exactly. So you don't really share. Exactly. But then when you're in company know. that someone's like, hey guys, I have a crush on somebody, then it makes you feel, I feel. Like we can relate. We can talk. Yes. <laughs> you're human. You're human. You love Jesus and you're human. <laughs> yes. No, but I agree with you though, Tiffany, in the church house. Um, I think what also makes it uncomfortable, I'll be honest, is there's like this interesting gap like at church like you have the family you know husband wife and then younger kids and then teenagers and then it's just us and it's like uh where do we meet or how do we talk or how is life Mm -hmm. going for you and so you just don't have the opportunity I don't think enough to kind of like see where your other single people are, how you can connect to them. So like you said, when the opportunity presented itself, you're like, oh, I could let my hair down. (laughs) Other people like me. Yeah, other people like me. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to just get into it. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) You're listening to the Awkward Single Life Podcast. My name is Tiffany Hines. I am a singer, songwriter, a creative who also is a single woman who finally put language to mine and others' dating experiences. 
Dating culture is awkward. I've heard so many untold stories from men and women, and the time has come to share them. And as your homegirl, I got you. We'll talk sexuality, dating, breakups, singleness, marriage, and all the craziness in between and how to give God glory in it. No matter what age you are, it's going to be a wild ride. So let's get to it. interesting because I'm such a private person but like this is girl talk so it's okay to share this journey yes um but dating has always been very interesting for me um I meet cool guys connect with some cool guys and of course you have some where you just like like that's just a no like (laughs) like you I mean you have your hit or misses I should say you have your hit or misses um, then you have some good quality guys who you're like, you know what? I like this guy. However, thus and so, for whatever reason, we couldn't go to the next level of, you know, getting to know each other because maybe this person is got something else going on or it's just not the right time. So there's that. But I will say that um, I experienced a relationship um in my life that was very how do I say this it was a very pivotal one it was the one relationship and we all have it that one relationship that like changed our whole perspective on dating marriage and just kind of yeah it just kind of rocks your world and I remember um like you were sharing earlier when we first uh had our first like girl talk at your house Um, And I felt comfortable to open up and I share with you guys about um, my ex, one of my exes. And I call him, y'all don't judge me. (laughs) The crazy ex preacher man. (laughs) (laughs) All All the guys that I've dated, they all have like names, like different adjectives of how I describe them. So this particular guy, I call him the crazy ex-preacher man. And that's the reason why I call him the crazy ex-preacher man. Um, But he and I were um, dating for like two and a half years, getting very serious, you know, preparations for marriage and all of this kind of stuff. Like two weeks before my 30th birthday, um, he painted this whole picture, you know, Sherry, I wanted to get married and relocate out west and all of this kind of stuff and I remember I was so nervous because I was like marriage am I really ready for this I guess I am I met the man of my dreams I'm ready to do this and so um I remember he had called me one day at work and um you know was telling me how he was feeling and he was like I want to talk to your sister and so I remember he got on the phone with my sister and they had this conversation he's like I know Sherry's very nervous about us you know going to the next level and all this other kind of stuff and he was like you know I'm gonna take care of her all of this kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. two weeks he knew what he was doing when you talk to the siblings when you talk to you know that's a whole (laughs) nerve another level of serious very serious but he knew my mom um you know met my mom and again we were together for like two and a half years so this was very serious um and so two weeks before my 30th birthday i will never forget this this was actually the day juicy 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 world news 
the day salon was in the elevator and was going off on Jay-Z that day. You remember that day, Tiffany? I we re- all remember that Everyone day. remembers that day. <laughs> that day was a day, honey. And I remember as I was talking about that day with him, I was like, oh my God, can you believe Salon did this? And we were just talking back and forth about it. And um, he said something very interesting, like, I wonder what made her um, do that or act out like that. I said it probably because he was doing something he had no business to. You know, I just went off. <laughs> with her hand up. <laughs> I, with my hand up. You know, you know us ladies. We got to do our head and all of that. And so I will never forget later that night. We had got off the phone, Tiffany, and then I get this friend request from a young lady, a random person I never met. And on and in the profile picture, it's a picture of my boyfriend soon to be fiance um Mm -hmm. him and this other woman and i was like this looks like um an engagement photo this looks weird like who is this person and so she sent a friend request and then she declined it and i was like this is really weird and so i went on the person's page and i started seeing like more pictures of the two of them and I was like this looks really strange and so I remember confronting my ex about it and he came up with this whole elaborate story I don't want to bore everybody with the details Tiffany give but us he- the details <laughs> we are here for We're the details yes this we is are because so I've never gone this in detail publicly um, about it but that's fine um but so I'm confronting him about it and he's like, you know, nothing's going on. Um, I don't know why this person reached out to you, blah, 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 blah. And so um, this young lady sends me another friend request the next day. And so I was like, this person is trying to talk to me. I know it. I could just feel it. And so I asked my sister, um, because we were working together at the time, and I was like, can you send a message to somebody on Facebook, like, without them being your friend? And so she was like, yeah. I said, because this person keeps sending me friend requests, but then they keep declining them. Like, this is really weird. So, Tiffany, I slid into the DMs. And so I was like, hey, um, you know, do I know you? Like, I see you kept sending me friend requests, but then you keep declining them. Like, do I know you? And so she's like, yeah. You know, uh, no, she didn't say yeah. She said, um, I see that you know my fiance. And I was like, and she said, I oh, see that you know my fiance. Okay. And she said the fiance's name. I said, what? Your fiance? <laughs> so at that moment, I had to say to myself, either I'm going to play coy and get as much information as I could, or I'm going to go Harvey World and Ooh. just <laughs> Harvey World and just go off. <laughs> okay. Some people may not know where Harvey is. So I'll give, give us a little. Here. Okay, so beautiful people. Harvey is one of the southern, uh, south suburbs of Chicago. And Harvey is like a smaller version of Chicago. Like, it's just this beautiful city out here in the south suburbs, but we do not play. We do not play. <laughs> we do not play out here. We're like a little version of Chicago. Um, so okay. Harvey World, Harvey World. <laughs> so I had to decide. Maybe some parts of Chicago. Some parts of Chicago. Some okay, parts fine. of Chicago. Yeah, the no, okay. we don't, we don't, we don't play no game side. That's that. Okay. 
so yeah, Tiffany, I had to make a decision. Either I'm gonna go off or I'm just gonna play coy. So I chose to, you know, be coy and get as much information as I could. And long story short, I ended up finding out that this young lady was engaged. And then Tiffany, this child had the nerve to ask me did I want to sing at their reception. So I was like, wait, what kind of game is being played here? It was the weirdest thing. And so long story short after that, I confronted him about it. And he just denied this whole thing. I mean, I had receipts. I had pictures. And this man was denying everything about being engaged to this woman. And um, we were on the phone. And long story short, it was some words being exchanged. (laughs) (laughs) Were they four-letter words or... (laughs) Five or six letter words. Let us know. They were, I literally blacked out. I just went off. I oh. just went off. Okay. We definitely know the number then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you, lo- you, you care so much about someone and then you're like, you're playing me for a fool. Like this woman reached out to me. I see hmm. receipts that you're with this woman and you're making plans to spend the rest of your life with me and you're lying. Like talk about confused. I was confused and so um we eventually uh you know ended that call and um it was the most weird phone call I've ever had with someone that you once upon a time knew but then they it was like he had this like off switch it was like he turned into this cold hearted person as if everything we had experienced and had plans for did not exist. It was the weirdest, as my mom calls it, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It was like he turned into a whole completely different person. And so I was on the phone like, who am I talking to? Like, you mm-hmm. you don't realize we were just making plans for marriage and relocating and you're denying that you're engaged to a whole, like, it was just crazy. And so um, we eventually got off the phone and that was the very last time I ever talked to this person. I thought he would have called, apologized. And so, Tiffany, this man did get married to this woman. And so I remember when I was... Uh, They're when I still found married it, to this day? They are still married to this day. Okay. They are still married to this day, have children. Um, and I went through a very traumatic experience with that because um again you're expecting to spend the rest of your life with someone and then you see that they lie and it's like who was this person that I like was preparing to spend the rest of my life with and yeah like that they just just you know them no longer exist and no explanation no apology no nothing um and so it's very Mm -hmm. traumatizing um I was just gonna ask you as you were talking like how did you process even the emotions, the thoughts and all of that to go from this utopian feel of happily ever after mm-hmm. to then happily ever, never, ever, never. It just, mm-hmm. that that's a very hard thing to do. And I feel like men and women do this. It's not just women, but when you, see something promising you begin to plan you begin to build all those different things yep exactly it just disappeared literally like overnight like it literally i mean the day stuff went down in the elevator like beyonce say about that whole like my whole life went down that whole day like that it literally just went crazy 
on top of that being the way that it was, I was in the midst of going through, um, how do I say this? Dealing with another rejection from my dad. Like my dad and I, we grew up, I grew up a daddy's girl. And um, my dad at the time was MIA. So I literally was dealing with that heartbreak. And then this happened. And this young man knew about, you know, what I was going through with my dad. And then for this to happen, I went through like a double heartbreak, if there's a such thing. Like it was just something so promising, like you said. And then for it to just kind of turn upside down um, with no apology, no explanation. Right. And then no I closure. did no closure at all, like no closure. And like I did say, he is the crazy ex preacher man. And again, he is a man who a minister and so, so he's that, still okay so i'm sorry to cut you off uh -huh. so he is still married he has a family yes and he still preaches at somebody's church house yes ma'am okay yes, he's on payroll got it okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and talk about being very traumatized from that like i was very mad at god i was like god how are you allowing this man to be blessed to get married and to still be you know uh, preaching your word and blah, blah blah like I just was angry for a very long time and I remember my sister saying to me like why do you consider that to be quote-unquote God blessing him because he's being able to, or because he's choosing to be married and preach like he's not gonna get away with that Sherry like don't mm -hmm. sit here think that you got the short end of the stick like that was how I was feeling for a while just like here it is. I'm just single, and this man has gone off, got married, and I, here I am. I'm single with two broken hearts, or not two mm -hmm. broken hearts, but this double broken heart. And it's like, yeah, relationships, marriage, probably not for me, because <laughs> you know, you you grow up seeing your parents together, and then they're not, and then you're in this relationship. You're thinking it's gonna be forever, and it's forever, never. So yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Um, yeah, it was just a lot, Tiffany. A lot. But yeah. Like, did you ever, in that process of the two and a half years, mm -hmm. just see any red flags or things that just didn't feel right? Yes. In hindsight, yes. I will never forget. This is this is. I'll say that after I say what I'm about to say. Actually, the very first date we ever went on, I will never forget it. We went out for brunch. And I remember after the brunch was over, and um, I remember my sister and I, we were on the phone. She was like, so how was it? And I was like, um, it was cool. But I remember it was something like in my gut that was kind of like a, uh-uh. But I just, I just rationalized it. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, being judgmental and not giving him a chance. So to your question, that was like the first red flag. But at the time, I didn't realize it was a red flag. It was just kind of like, I don't want to seem like I'm judging him. Let me get to at least know him. But you know when you know something's not right for you. Well, what vibes did he give you? I say this because, or ask, ask this because this part is very confusing for me because... Mm -hmm. If you, I don't know, don't have a lot of experience in dating or you haven't been in tons of relationships, 
and you have a cloud or a crowd of opinions in your mind, sometimes it's hard to silence those things and not quickly judge someone. So we hear this now that we're in our 30s thing of like, you probably met someone great, Mm -hmm. but you overlook them because of your whatever that you were like, man, I wasn't really feeling them. Mm -hmm. So I know it said a lot about that first date, unless this person is just ridiculous. And there is a difference, but what were some things in that first date that you felt like, I'm not sure. That's a great question. And that's a very good point. Like you said, with the experience of dating and it's like, well, how do you know? And that's a very good question for that particular situation. Um, I remember when he came to sit at the table, he, he looked, there was a look up, he looked tired. He didn't look, and I hope this doesn't sound shallow, but it's me being honest. He didn't look engaged, meaning like, He didn't look like I'm excited or interested in getting to know you. It was kind of like a heaviness and a tiredness. Like he just looked tired when we first met. And I I was like, maybe I'm overthinking this. But in hindsight, that first instance made sense when I fast forward to him living pretty much a double life. He probably had spent the night, not spent the night, he probably just had a rough night with his now wife or something. Like who knows? But there was a level of like, (laughs) It, he just looked. He could have just cussed him out. Like, hello, exactly. Because <laughs> he did not look. You know, on a first date, you you you're, you you want to show up as your best self. He did not show up as his best self. He looked very tired. Okay. Um, and so that was one thing. Like on that date, he just. I mean, we had good conversation, <clears throat> but he just his energy was very tired. It just wasn't engaging. Um. And not to say if I was ever, you know, going to date with a guy now, I'd be like, oh, yep, nope, uh-uh. But it was something about him, and I just feel like in my gut, it was just kind of like, uh-uh. I couldn't explain it at the time, but it was just so simple as a uh-uh. <laughs> and um, the one thing I will have to say about him, I did know him before we went on a date, because I've seen him around okay. the church. And so I was able to observe like how he carried himself. So that played a, a role in it too. You know, when we attended trying... this church, you guys were members together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was know, really right? brave and bold out here. A <laughs> <laughs> whole yes, fiance while going to the same church as you. Okay. Girl, it, when I tell you the levels of crazy, like I literally get a headache when I think about how did you manage to do all of it, like it, it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind, like the levels of. That's why I said the crazy ex preacher man, because it was crazy. I don't know how he was able to manage both. I, I have no idea. But there were other red flags, like whenever the holidays would come around, it will uh-huh. always be an issue. I remember I had a dear friend come. She drove to my house one day and was like, "Sherry, we need to talk." And I was like, "What, girl?" She was like is everything okay with you and your guy? Because I'm noticing a pattern here. Every time the holidays come around, you say you guys are going to hang out and then you don't. Like, it's, 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 it does he have a wife? Does he have kids? I was just like, why would you ask me that? No. And so I was just thinking she was being all cynical. Um, mm-hmm. 
but fast forward to the end he that there was a reason why he was like you know MIA all the time on the holiday so that was a red flag shout out to friends who are not afraid you know to ask questions that may be uncomfortable seriously that support system in this dating life is so key it's so key because sometimes when we date we just in la la land and it's like wait wait you gotta have your accountability circle that's for men and women like because you can be so enamored with a person get you some friends seriously men women we do because when you're when you're involved in someone you enjoy getting to know them sometimes you literally don't see the red flags and like literally the chemicals in our mind in our brains like the dopamine like those things are being released and yeah. like it's mentally like you're just not clear and sometimes you don't see the good things if you are maybe naturally pessimistic about yeah, relationships that too like that somebody too. i know <laughs> me <Uh-oh. laughs> um Tiffany, it's is good that to you? have are you telling on well, yourself I think sometimes I think, I don't think as positive first. Mm. I assume first, like it's probably not going to work out and that's unhealthy and toxic. So So can I ask you a question? mm -hmm. Do you, when those thoughts come to mind where you're kind of like, it's almost like self-sabotage. Can can I say that? Can I? I Yes. Have you figured, and you don't got to tell us your BS if you don't want to. But have you gotten to the root of like where that comes from of like why you automatically go to the negative? Absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> so you do so you are aware of what the root cause of it is. Yes. I know for me the root cause is rejection. The okay. fear of it, it sometimes paralyzes me. The thought of being played mm-hmm. or not viewed as I don't know this woman of value Mm -hmm. or someone just not being into me Mm -hmm. that will make me stop something before it even begins did you ever experience that though like did you ever experience like the 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 fear of rejecting like there's something did something like that happen to you that made you just get paralyzed like that like do I need to lay on this bench Sorry, I'm about to get some killed. Like in our dating life, like we have to examine why we do the self sabotage. Like that's a real yes. thing. What you're saying, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, you yeah, have- no, it's it, it's true. I think I identified that rejection piece because, well, one, I felt like for a very long time I didn't experience a lot of guys trying to talk to me. Mm-hmm. At least I was oblivious to it. Okay. So if you're one of those girls or Christian girls that you feel like, how come guys don't ever talk to me? Mm-hmm. And I have like two gorgeous sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, my younger sister, we always would make fun of her. Her confidence is just on point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what she's doing. Like someone is always going to try and talk to her or pursue her. She could be driving. I'm like, he's behind you. I don't understand. <laughs> and so I just would look at myself like, how come guys don't do it? So I think that part played a role. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes breakups. Yeah. It starts to make you evaluate or assess things in a toxic way. 
and, and put it on you or maybe you did something. Something's wrong with me. Yeah. So you just kind of self-preserve mm-hmm. yourself so that yeah. you don't have to even deal with it. Yeah. And a friend had to say this to me on one of my like brothers, play brothers. He said, Tiffany, stop talking in a way that like if you maybe like someone mm-hmm. um, and they don't respond the way you want to, stop saying, oh, they're not interested in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's not healthy for you. You need to just think of it. They are not available. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at it in this way of maybe it's you or maybe they don't find you attractive. I mean, everybody can't find everyone attractive, but Very there true. is someone that will be attracted to you. Well, good evening. <laughs> Come on now. Tell us. Come on. So Come on. he said that to me, like, <laughs> stop saying, oh, I just don't think they're into me. Because for me, that feeds negativity and how and what I put out. Mm-hmm. But if they're unavailable, I'm able to preserve my confidence of what yeah. I already believe in myself yes. without pushing people away. In the yeah. 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 And I can I can I also say like kudos to Tiffany to just be brave enough to tell us because you're not alone with feeling that way, Tiffany. Like that's a real Thank thing. You. Like that rejection is real. Ooh. And I think it's going to always be a thing that we will always have to deal with, but it's just working through those uncomfortable moments. Like you said, when your 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 brother, your god brother was telling you like hey, you know, stop thinking this way. Like, change your thought process of if a guy is not responding to you the way that you would like for him, you don't have to take it personal. Like, they're not available. And that's very true. Like, that's the other thing, too. I think sometimes when we meet people, we just automatically think, like, ooh, we got a chemistry. We vibing out. Like, we could definitely, you know, continue to get to know each other and not realize this person may... Like he said, may not really be available. Like you guys could be vibing, having good chemistry, but like, they may ooh, have a whole situation I got going a girl. on. <laughs> huh? Oh, I got a girl. What am I? I'm having too much fun. I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> but, but yeah, so yeah, Tiffany, but I appreciate you being honest. Like that's a, that rejection thing is real, honey. It's real. It, it is, is so real. It is so real. I remember, um, I went, I had gone on a date with the guy and such a handsome guy. And Tiffany, I will never forget. This is about the whole rejection thing. I I think I have a healthy self-esteem about myself, a good, good perspective about myself. And so, um, this was like the first, this is kind of like the first date I had went on, like after getting myself together and all of this kind of stuff, all the drama had gone through. And I'm driving to this place um, to meet this guy for this date. And Tiffany, as I'm driving, I literally start getting anxious. And I start questioning, like, will this guy really like me? Like, is, mm-hmm. are we really going to have fun on this date? Like, <laughs> like, I just start asking all of these, like, questions. And I almost felt like turning the car around and, like, going home. But I was like, yep. no, Sherry, we have got to press and we've got to go have a good time. And that was my moment of realizing, like, wow, this rejection thing from the crazy ex-preacher man and, like, other failed situations not working out, like, it's a real thing. But working through those moments is what makes us stronger. And I was like, I'm going to show up at this date, and I'm going to have a good time. And I showed up, and we had us a good time. 
Hey. <laughs> so Sherry, with this whole thing with Preacher Dude. Yes, girl. And your relationship with him. Would you pray about your relationship? How did you feel about it when you would pray? If you would pray. Oh, during the time we were dating? Yes. Um, yes, I did pray. Um I did pray about it and I'm and I and you're asking I, you're asking like what were what were my moments or what was I experiencing? I feel like during that time, because I was going through what I was going through with my dad, I in hindsight I can say this, I didn't know this then, but okay. I was emotionally dependent, kinda of, like I, I developed this emotional dependency, codependency on him. Um, and so during prayer, um, like I remember I would talk to him about my dad and what was going on and we would pray about it. And so emotionally, I just connected with him and I just felt so like he understands me, he gets me. And so gotcha. my prayers were always centered around, you know, God prepare me for this next level with he and I, like it wasn't. God is this where I'm supposed to marry. It was, I was already like locked in. So it was, gotcha. you know, okay, God, you know, prepare my heart for, you know, marriage with this, like all of these things. And uh, I do remember one time I did pray Tiffany and I remember saying, uh, cause I was trying to get stuff together for my album. And I was like, God, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do the marriage thing and the album thing, like getting it off the ground to start recording. And I remember praying, I said, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but if it's your will for me to be married, then okay. But I just, I just don't know how I'll be able to do both. Like I remember praying that sincere prayer because I really wanted to get some things rocking and rolling with the music. And then shortly after that, that's when the stuff hit the fan. <laughs> it hit the fan. It hit the fan. Yeah. I say that with the prayer. I know that prayer as a Christian is a really great thing in practice. But I feel like sometimes we shame singles about mm -hmm. praying, yeah. you know, in a relationship. But see, you had a couple things tied into your prayers. Yeah. This man that was meeting an emotional mm -hmm. deficiency yep. of a very, very pivotal relationship in your life. Mm -hmm. So although you were praying about your relationship, you were praying in a way that's steered to an already strong sense of security. Yep. Of the, and, and he was the pastor. Yes, girl. All of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the, and the man, I mean, I, no shade. Like, you know, he could preach and no shade. Like he was a great, it's a great preacher, great teacher. So I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. This must be the man, that, you know, all of those things. But I definitely will say that, God was definitely talking during that time. Um, I just would rationalize things, and mm. I mean, so many like I like to I could go share so many different stories of how God was consistently talking, but I would just kind of turn a blind eye or be like, "No, not him," or just just try to find a way to like not think of it as a big deal. Like it would be little things. And I'd be like, why would he say that? Like it'll be weird things that he would say. And then when things ended and like gotta bring back things back to my remembrance, it was 
God saying, this is when I was talking to you. This is when I was mm. talking to you, but you just was turning a blind eye. So God was definitely talking throughout the relationship, but I just kept rationalizing things. But God was definitely talking. <laughs> How was long talking. ago did this happen, if you mind me asking? So now it is, it's now been six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. How has that healing journey been for you over these last six years? That is a great question. I'll say year number one, I was out the game. Like mm. I, <laughs> I literally was just trying to wake up every morning and put one foot in front of the other and just take it day by day. Like that first year, I always say it does not really, I'm just trying to survive like emotionally. Yeah. Um, um, but after that, the healing really began, what really helped, honestly, um, was truth be told, was honestly working on my album and then my team that I worked with, um, I was with my team, um, it's two guys, Derek, Christian, and Nate. I was with these guys like every week and I would just like lash out, you know, talking to, to them. But seeing how, like, they were really good guys, like, seeing them dating and all of this kind of stuff, and I would just be kind of, like, in the back just hearing them talk about, you know, the ladies and the women that they were dating. And I'm like, these are good guys. These are men of integrity. Like, that helped with my um, ability to, like, trust again and be able to okay. see, like, there are good guys out here. So seeing them, honestly, is what helped the healing process if I could be completely honest like one of my uh buddies on the team he actually two 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 of my buddies um our guy Dennis who we recorded with and they both got married like in the midst of me working on this project so I'm literally seeing these men like court these women and then get married to these women and I'm just having these serious conversations and it just brought hope back into my heart to like see these men and I was just like wow, it's really good dudes out here. And it's so interesting because it was like God allowed me to be surrounded by good men while I was going through the healing process. And I put them through a lot because I was just like, <laughs> dudes. Yes. And it was like, <laughs> Sherry, what is going on, child? But so that, to your question, that was very therapeutic, just seeing them and being able to like talk it out. How long ago did this happen, if you mind me asking? So now it's, it's now been six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. How has that healing journey been for you over these last six years? That is a great question. I'll say year number one, I was out the game. Like I, <laughs> I literally was just trying to wake up every morning and put one foot in front of the other and just take it day by day like that first year I always say it does not really I'm just trying to survive like emotionally um um but after that the healing really began what really helped honestly um was truth be told was honestly working on my album and then my team that I worked with um I was with my team um it's two guys Derek Christian and Nate I was with these guys like every week and I would just like lash out, you know, talking to, to them. 
But seeing how, like, they were really good guys, like, seeing them dating and all of this kind of stuff, and I would just be kind of, like, in the back just hearing them talk about, you know, the ladies and the women that they were dating. And I'm like, these are good guys. These are men of integrity. Like, that helped with my um, ability to, like, trust again and be able to see, like, there are good guys out here. So seeing them, honestly, is what helped the healing process, if I could be completely honest. Like one of my uh, buddies on the team, he actually, two, two, two of my buddies, um, our guy Dennis, who we recorded with, and they both got married, like in the midst of me working on this project. So I'm literally seeing these men like court these women and then get married to these women. And I'm just having these serious conversations and it just brought hope back into my heart to like see these men. And I was just like, wow, it's really good dudes out here. And it's so interesting because it was like God allowed me to be surrounded by good men while I was going through the healing process. And I put them through a lot because I was just like, <laughs> dudes. Yes. And it was like, Sherry, <laughs> what is going on, child? But so that, to your question, that was very therapeutic, just seeing them and being able to like, talk it out honestly with them about certain things and them being genuinely good dudes and men of integrity and just seeing that like it's and I tell them that all the time I was like I know we came together to work on a project but like God allowed for us to work together so that I could honestly be healed like being around these three guys because I mean Tiffany I'm seeing them every week and I'm seeing them two of them like courting and then getting married and I'm just like okay like these men really love these women like it just and I hope it's affirming for men because sometimes when two girls having girl chat talk about Mm. men there's this assumption that like there are no good men out there no good Christian men Mm. And, and sometimes women use that language but it's almost like self-sabotaging to feel that way. Yeah. Either you want to meet someone or you don't. If yes. you do want to meet someone, then you can't be saying all guys are trash. Amen. That's real. <laughs> and and to your point too, Tiffany, I'm so glad you said that. I truly believe that like, when you go through heartache, you really do have to consistently renew your mind. Like you say, if you want to meet somebody, like you have right. to assess there are good good guys and not so good guys and just like there are good women uh-huh not so good women facts all that all that like it's just the way that it is but I truly believe and I'm just now realizing this now on my dating journey like the beautiful thing about dating it's the most beautiful yet scariest thing about dating is that every day you have the power to choose even in marriage like to wake up to a person who chooses to be with you is a beautiful thing. A person to say, I choose to, you know, be your life partner. I choose to make you happy. I choose to build a life with you and vice versa. It's also scary when that person can very well choose the next day that they don't want to be with you. It's, it's, it's very hard, but it's such a beautiful thing to know that a person is choosing to be with you and not settling to be with you but choosing to be with you and then it's scary when they choose not to be um so but that's I think that's the reality that we all have to be okay with when we're dating like be okay with this just may not work out
Okay, so I would love to talk about your new album, Mirror Mirror. Please, please share with us. Yes, ma'am. So thank you, Tiffany. Mirror Mirror, it came out in June. Um, and Mirror Mirror is pretty much we as people were more alike than we are different. And with Mirror Mirror, it's a story about a woman <coughs> who's gone through betrayal, heartache, rejection, but being able to come out on the other side of it. And we as people, we all know what it's like to have gone through betrayal, um, being rejected, being abandoned, and being able to come out on the other side. So through my story, it is my hope that people find hope and comfort in knowing that you can get through the betrayals and the, the trauma and the disappointments yes. and the rejections of, of people. Because we as people, we are in relationship with each other and people can do some mean things to us. And sadly, it affects us in ways that we don't realize it, but we're able to work through it and, and be better people from it and not be bitter people, but better people. That's my hope, at least. There's a particular song on there called Just Drive. Yes, ma'am. I would love for you to talk a little bit about it. I want to play it like oh, maybe well, 45 seconds of it, if that's okay. That's fine. And then get to talk about it, okay? Okay, so that was Just Drive. I love it. Thank okay, you, please Tiffany. talk to us. And there was this particular part of the song I had um, taken a part of the lyrics. Yes, ma'am. In um, the hook. So it said, when you're living the single life, people will tell you that you're wrong sometimes. Can you share, like, where did that line come from? Just drive. It just is synonymous to, you know, how we on Lakeshore Drive and it's a beautiful sunny day and yes. you just driving and you just chilling and you see people doing their thing and you just going with the flow. So that's the, the whole concept of just drive. Like being a single person, you can just be and be okay with just being. Being single. Just be okay with being single. There's so. nothing wrong with it. And it does not mean that you will be single forever. It just means finding contentment in being single and seeing
still being hopeful about marriage. Like, it don't mean you desperate because <laughs> you looking forward to it, but... No, it does just not. That balance. It's just having that balance. So I really like the record. It's a fun record. Um, and yeah, just drive. Like just drive. Just chill. Just enjoy the season that you're in. Enjoy it. Like, well, good evening. Yes, come on, <laughs> Tiffany. No. You did it. No, I did it. Okay. Well, good evening. Yes. Oh, okay, Sherry. So in our small group, anytime somebody <laughs> says something good or they Sherry like She'd be like, well, good evening. And well, good evening. I have practiced, well, good evening. And it is not <laughs> the same. So before we go to the next part, could you just please give us just a real good, well, good evening. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to say it one more time. Good evening. Well, good evening. You have to say, well, good evening. And shout out to my dear friend, Diamond, because I got that from my friend, Diamond. And that's, that's just our way of communicating. Whenever we're having a girl talk, if somebody says a point, you be like, well, good evening. You have to hear her do it. It's just, it's just awesome. But we yes, Tiffany, you, you did it. it. We love well, good evening. <laughs> good evening. It's nothing else to say, but good evening. Hey, <laughs> yes. where can people follow you? Where can they find you? Where they, can they find your music and everything yes. that you're doing right now? So on all social media platforms, IG, Facebook, Instagram, well, I said IG, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, it's Sherry Amore Music. So that's S Amore Music, S Amore Music. And my website is Sherry Amore Music. And Sherry is spelled S-H-E-R-R-Y, like Cherry, but with an S. So Sherry Amore, A-M-O-U-R, Music. Oh, yeah, that's a more music. Yes, yes, yes. And then also, Tiffany, you reminded me of this earlier. I like to do mobile alerts. Um, so if people like to sign up for my mobile alerts, um, you can text BTTM, which stands for Back to the Music, B as in Boy, T as in Chew, T as in The, M as in Music, Back to the Music to the numbers 31, 31, 31. I feel like I did a whole commercial. <laughs> <laughs> You did a great job. That was really cute. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Any upcoming endeavors? Um, yes. Uh, I am in the process of brainstorming the next single that I would like to release and doing a visual. Okay. And, um, so yeah, this been just been really preparing for that because this lovely uh quarantine life that we are living has limited the ability to perform. Tiffany, do you miss performing? I miss it so much. I, I miss mean, you the sing, live performance thing. You'll be singing on Sundays for Jesus, but I know it's different still. It's pre-recorded. And then a lot of my gigs, like as an artist, mm -hmm. have that I've done during COVID have just been recorded. Yeah, but you yeah. miss it, Tiffany. How have you been managing? I've been managing it okay. I okay. think that because it's not my sole income. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, not sole, like it's the only way I want to make money, but. No, I get you. Right now I have another full time. Yeah, it's not then, a lion's share of income. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely put a halt to some of those, maybe timelines of 2020 that I had, mm -hmm. but I'm very grateful to have a job, to have benefits, to have flexibility. Amen and just navigating and pivoting like everyone else yep. of how to share something that I love 
in a different mm-hmm. way. So there you go. There you go. I love it. That's what we gotta do. Pivot, turn, adjust. Sherry, thank you so much for coming today. Thank I was you, going Tiffany. to ask you. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you came, girl. You don't have to even say thank you. I'm so yes, happy. Yes, I do. <laughs> this is like my first, like I feel so official. This is like my first podcast to be a part of. Well, welcome to the Aqua <laughs> Single Life Podcast. Come on now, <laughs> tell us again. Well, good evening. Come on, Aqua Life. Come podcast. on, you did it. Come See, on, Aqua Life. Do it like in the context. Did y'all hear that? It's different. <laughs> well, good evening. Now I can mimic it better. Yes. <laughs> but I'm but yes. so proud of you on this podcast. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, everyone out there, give it up for Sherry Amore. Oh, thank Go you. Go and follow her on her social handles, as she said. And thank, thank you, you so much for tuning in, Sherry. Thank you, Tiffany. And that was my Sherry Amore. <laughs> Sherry Amore joining us today. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you for your honesty, for you just getting here and being real and sharing things that you've never done that before. I am looking forward to so many more stories. Did this help you? I love the four points that she gave us. I'm not going to repeat them because she did it for us twice. Follow Awkward Single Life Podcast. You can expect me here every single Tuesday. Follow me on Instagram at Tiffany Hines Music. My website, TiffanyHinesMusic.com. Or if you'd like to submit a topic or share a story that you think people would benefit from, you can email me at AwkwardSingleLife at gmail.com. See you soon.